0: Wake up West Georgia, it's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew, The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. We made it to Friday. It is Friday, June 30th, and as always, it is brought to you by the Period Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today, but hey... Billy, we are 34 days away from the NFL, 35 days away from high school football, and 57 days away from college football.
1: Man, I we're doing our central preview today, and we have Harrelson County next week and her County the week after that. It, I'm so pumped, man. It's we're getting there. And it before before long, we're gonna have I mean thirty-five days. That means what? Seven or five weeks? Five weeks
0: right? Uh, Sure.
1: Well, seven times Two, five is 35, right? Too early
0: for math, pal. Oh yeah. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. That's what I was trying to think yesterday is, will there be any July football? I don't think there will be. I think the only thing we'll have in July is some like OTAs for the NFL. I don't think we'll have actually, even if there's scrimmage or practice games, I don't think we're going to have any football in July.
1: Oh. No, there shouldn't be. But I, I think the only thing... I don't know when Harrelson County's Midnight Madness is. I'm going to have to find out when that is. Because I've been going to that for the past couple of years.
0: Yeah, um, I don't remember if that's in July. I think that is in July.
1: I, it's the first day that they're allowed to put on pads. Which is typically like the week before the first scrimmage game.
0: I think. I think it will be... This is just me guessing here, so I, I'm I think it's July 17th through 21st, or somewhere around there. What is the, um, Midnight Madness? I think because I was trying to remember from last year, I thought I remembered it was it was around the end of July when they had that. I don't know. We'll, it was
1: around the end of the, it's it's simply like the Sunday before your first the the first scrimmage game. So if the first scrimmage game is 35 days away. It should be that Sunday before.
0: Yeah, probably the thirtieth. That, that yeah. that's the last thirty. That's the last Sunday in July. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something. That's something we get football-wise in in July. Uh, Billy, today is cream tea day. Uh, no. Not a fan of cream no. tea.
1: I'm not a fan of tea. So.
0: I, you know, I'm not a fan yeah. of like sweet tea. You know, like I sweet tea, but I do like. Well, I say I'm not a fan. I am a fan. I love sweet tea, but I try not to drink it because of the amount of sweet tea I drank as a adolescent was more than any human uh, should drink sweet tea in their entire life. Um, so I've I've tried to. I have cut sweet tea out of my diet. Still love it, but uh, I just don't drink it a lot. I like hot tea quite a bit, man, and especially in the uh, in the winter and stuff. After I've had my. Um, absurdly amount amount of coffee in the morning, and, and I'm on a caffeine high. I do like to cook a, a, a pot or two of, of warm tea just to give me something warm to drink and not give me any caffeine. Um, but uh, but yeah, cream tea is a is a British tradition. Surprise, surprise! It's uh, just a tradition of, of cream tea, and you usually have a, a scone or a bagel or something with uh, butter and jam on the side to pair with it.
1: Yeah, I'll pass. I'm out.
0: What about the uh, what about the bagel or scone part? Are You in for that?
1: I mean, yeah, I'll eat the bagel or scone. Sure, bagel, I like bagels. Bagels are pretty awesome.
0: Bagel Meister, yeah. dude, with the uh, the everything bagel and the um, uh, what is it like, uh, onions and chives, cream cheese? Oh man, absolutely fantastic. And the thing I like about Bagel Meister when I go there is they don't give you just a small southern amount of cream cheese. They give you a massive dollop. I'm talking about like a Boston, Massachusetts amount of cream cheese on top of your bagel. There's nothing that infuriates me more than when I go to a restaurant or a place for breakfast and I order a bagel with cream cheese and they give me a small, light little spread of cream cheese over my bagel. Listen here, Hoss. I want a massive dollop. I want to not even hardly be able to see the bagel underneath the cream cheese. I don't know why that pisses me off so much, but it does. I want a lot of cream cheese in my bagel enough to schmear exactly exactly yeah. gotta get a nice schmear on it has to be a nice schmear. uh billy tomorrow excuse me tonight the braves start a weekend series with the second place miami marlins that is not a statement i thought i was going to be saying at this point in the season is that still kind of shocking you that miami marlins are still in second place right now
1: a little bit and i had a conversation yesterday off off mic um with somebody and we were we were talking about just how so like Bryce Harper is, I'm not a fan of because of I, I think he's a, a royal douche and you know he's also a Phillies player and he's also swiped the a behind the behind home plate just because he's because he's a douche so I mean it's just one of those things um, the same could be said about Pete Alonso. like Pete Alonso is the guy that I I like to dislike on on New York I don't really have anybody on Washington or Miami that I dislike. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm, I feel you. You know, I, I,
1: I think it's been one of those moments that you know I don't the the Marlins and the Nationals just never really thought of them as competitive, and I don't know. I, I think that's kind of how it is. But Luis Arise, we get to watch him this weekend. That's going be that fun. Kid. Love that kid. Um, you know, he just got the starter or starting second baseman job for the National League this year. So that's going to be fun to watch. Um, it's it's going to be a fun series. I, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. And you talk, you know, I, I didn't think about that until you brought it up. And I'm looking down the roster of Miami right now. And I, there's definitely more people on here that I enjoy watching playing foot, uh, football. <laughs> there's more people on here. That I enjoy watching play baseball than I dislike. Like I'm a big yep. Luis arise fan. We're both big fans of that guy and what he's doing this season. I like Gene Segura. I like to watch him play. He's a talented guy. Uh, Jazz Chish- uh Jazz Chisholm, their their center yep. fielder, love him. And I mean, their DH Jorge Soler. I, you can't be a Braves fan and dislike Jorge Soler. Um, you know, not over over on the on the Washington the side. Open. What?
1: Kintero. Alcantara. Sandy Alcantara. Yeah, Sandy yeah.
0: Alcantara is a, is a hell of a pitcher. Uh, one guy that we are actually going to see on Sunday it looks like we're going to get Alcantara and Strider on Sunday. Though. Oh my God! Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah. We, we had Strider. Um, Alcantara is not having as good of a year this year as he did last year with his um his Cy Young year. He's three and six now with a four eight two ERA, eighty uh, three Ks. But he is still a, a talented, talented young man. Um, and his uh, his June his his June has been better than his uh, than his April and May, so he is trending in the right direction. Um, but yeah, definitely not following up the Cy Young year kind of the way I I, I thought he was. Uh, but yeah, I can't I can't wait for this series, man. We get to put we get the chance to put a little bit more. Uh, road in between us and the second place Miami Marlins. We're not sure who's pitching tonight yet, right? It's it's all indications are pointing I think it's Soroka. all indications are pointing towards Michael Soroka, um, but I I haven't seen anything official yet. Have you?
1: No, not official. Okay. But uh, from what I from what I read, it looks like Soroka is going to be the starter for tonight.
0: When do you think they'll announce that? It's a 7:20 so You think what? Maybe between. They'll
1: they'll probably announce something like the roster move because he's got to be called up, and which means that we have to send somebody down. So,
0: now that that move for Jared Schuster yesterday, you know, we sent Schuster down yesterday. We
1: did send Schuster down, so I'm not sure if they called somebody up with, with it, but I know that we may just be able to call Soroka up if we didn't call somebody back up with the Schuster move yesterday.
0: I don't think we called anybody up. I didn't see. I'm going through it now. I didn't see anybody get called up after that Schuster move. So I think we have, I think that we have that roster spot. And yeah, I, I think it's, it's going uh, to be, it's going to be, it's going to be Soroka and, and well-deserved. He's been pitching really well in the minor leagues. Um, hey, yeah. on, on Saturday, we get Morton versus Perez. And then on Sunday, as like I said before, we get Spencer Strider Versus Sandy Alcantara So that should be The Braves be, what?
1: Three and a half games Or six and a half games Up on the Marlins?
0: Uh, the Braves are Where did the standings go? I just had them Braves are seven games Up on the Marlins
1: Seven in the Lost column? Yeah,
0: seven in the Lost column yep.
1: so Six and a half Probably uh, the- uh,
0: No, it's it's six, We're six back They're six back But it's because okay. The Braves have had we've we had Two two rainouts. We've had one rainout And one smoke out Right.
1: By, by the way, it was really interesting yesterday that the Braves had the best record in, in baseball as per um, uh, winning percentage, mm-hmm. which was kind of interesting. They were tied with the Rays. Yeah. For the best record, which was OK. Yeah. We held, it, mean, for, we held it
0: for 24 hours. <laughs> Rays pulled ahead of us last night. <laughs>
1: oh, so Bryce, uh, I think I mentioned this last night uh, or to you yesterday. So since the Pete Alonso throw it again <laughs> What a douche <laughs> game, right? The Mets are six and thirteen since that game. That's not six good. Six and thirteen. It's not good. Since that game, the Braves are seventeen and three. That's
0: pretty good.
1: <laughs> that's pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. So it's if you want to talk about how the Mets have just completely folded, that's oh. that's what that's your yeah, reason.
0: They have completely collapsed. They're they're now nine games under five hundred. I think sitting in yeah. sitting in third place, or excuse me, fourth place in the NL East, and they are about a hundred and two games back of the lead. So yeah, New York New York Mets New York Mets have collapsed, and we got to keep the uh, keep our boot on their throat and make sure they don't rise back. So yeah, tonight Congrats. we have the yep. Oh no, go ahead. I was go just
2: ahead. To say-
1: Congrats go out to Orlando Arcia and Sean Murphy, who have been announced as National League All-Star starters. Again, we get three All-Star starters in the in the lineup this year. Um, Acuna is going to be in right, or probably I would assume he would probably be in right. Um,
0: uh, Arcia
1: and Murphy behind the plate. I so.
0: think they had. Now this was just a graphic they put out, and it was on Facebook. So it with a grain of salt. But I thought I saw MLB come out with a graphic. Now, they said they were going to have Acuna in center.
1: Oh, well, I mean, that's possible, too. Yeah. He's okay in center.
0: (laughs) He's – you can put him wherever he's going to be okay. He's decent. Yeah. I'd put him as starting pitcher, and i feel pretty confident about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I (laughs) never joke. Billy, we wrap up our MLB all-time team today, and we knock out the pitchers. We have a – we have a couple of similarities and a couple of differences here. Uh, I'll run down my first five. It's uh, going to be Greg Maddox, Hall of Famer, four-time Cy Young, eight-time All-Star, uh, 1995 World Series champion, 18-time Gold Glove winner, four-time ERA champion, and probably the greatest starting pitcher I've ever seen live. I think Greg Maddox is, is probably that dude. Uh, at number two, I have Pedro Martinez, Hall of Famer, three-time Cy Young, triple crown and 99, eight-time All-Star winner, 4 World Series champion, five-time ERA title, and 1999 All-Star MVP. Uh, at three, I have Nolan Ryan, Hall of Famer, eight-time All-Star, chomp, uh, eight-time All-Star selection, 1969 World Series champion, uh, two-time ERA title. Strikeout King, most strikeouts ever in Major League Baseball, and he actually has the hits per nine-inning record as well for MLB history. And then Sandy Koufax, he's in there. He's my Hall of Famer, MVP, three-time Cy Young, three-time Triple Crown, seven-time All-Star, four-time World Series champion, two-time World Series MVP, five-time ERA title holder, and two-time Major League Player of the Year, Billy Sandy Koufax one year won the Cy Young in the MVP. I, Good Lord. I didn't know that until today. Sandy Koufax only pitched for 12 seasons. Yeah, he didn't pitch very long. That's very short. That's, very, that's a very short amount of time to rack up this many accolades. It's pretty crazy. Uh, and then wrapping it up, I had to throw in a relief pitcher in there, and I have the greatest closer of all time, Mariano Rivera. Hall of Famer, 13-time All-Star, five-time World Series champion, World Series MVP, ALCS MVP, All-Star MVP, five-time reliever of the year, and saves king. Okay.
1: Well, for mine, I'm going to go with the big three. Uh, Greg Max, Sean Smoltz, Tom Lavin. Give me those three. I'm i I'm set for the first three games of any any series. Right there. Done. You know what I mean? Um, we've already talked about their accolades. We've, all, I mean, everyone knows their accolades. Plus, you know, John Smoltz is one of um, only a couple of pitchers that have had two hundred and fifty wins or two hundred wins and two hundred saves. Yeah, I think it's. Career.
0: I think it's him. I know Catfish Hunter has it. Um, I think there is one more. I think it's him and two other guys, but I don't remember the third guy.
1: So if you want to count John Smoltz as my reliever, that's fine too. But Yeah, yeah, that know. makes sense.
0: Yeah. He was uh, he was a hell of a closer during his day.
1: My next one's Nolan Ryan and Nolan Ryan was just just nasty. He was one of the first people to in and, and when you talk about pitching, you you wanna change speeds and you wanna you wanna be accurate and, and Nolan Ryan is the strikeout king. He he is. It's done. And what he he did was he had a hundred mile an hour fastball and a seventy mile an hour changeup. How do you hit that? Kirkball. How do you hit like either you, one of those? You can't. You can't at all. That's just crazy. And that, so, and that
0: he holds he holds in, in my opinion, Billy, what is an unbreakable record in sports. I, nobody's gonna touch that strikeout record. No. Nobody's, no, gonna, not come, at all. nobody's gonna come close.
1: So, here's the crazy thing about him. He pitched in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s.
0: <laughs> that just doesn't make sense. Like, that just... I mean, if if Nolan Ryan's stats don't pop off the paper at you and, and don't wow you, just look at his longevity. Like, he pitched for forever. I mean... It, like, I remember. I remember a stat saying that Nolan Ryan faced like thirteen father-son duos or something like that. Uh, it, it was in the teens, but he fa- he faced, yeah. you know, a ton of father. Like, you know, father. He would face the father early in his career, and then he would face the son later in his career. Like uh, the longevity of Nolan Ryan is is absurd. And
1: then my last pitcher is the big unit, Randy Johnson, and he's just. He was nasty. Um, when you're as tall as he is, and I'm sure you looked up to him considering his height when, when you're a kid. When he, you're as tall as he is, when you're coming down the mound, it that ball is coming in a lot faster because it's a lot closer. So it's, it was really interesting to watch him pitch. Um, I will never, ever forget the perfect game he threw against the Braves because, you know, Skip Carey did a great job of calling that game. He really did, and it was against it was against the team that he was you know rooting for. But it was it was a great game. Um, he's just he's just awesome, and Randy Randy Johnson is just awesome. So that's my five: Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin, Nolan Ryan, and Randy Johnson. I like. It. I, I love. I love me some Pedro. Um, he was he was awesome, but for me, Pedro kind of reminds me of. Maddox in the sense that they were Pedro did have a lot better fastball than Maddox did but they they were finesse pitchers they they liked to hit the corners and did that often so um, it, that's just fine
0: in my opinion the 1999 season for Pedro Martinez was the most dominant season of baseball I think I've ever seen a pitcher throw for just okay. for just for just one season that 99 season was absurd. He should have won the MVP that season. Too. Like it was I, I mean he, he was I mean a 2.07 ERA which was not even one of his lowest in his career. He was that 90 that 99 season was I mean 313 strikeouts. I mean yeah, that's just like, yeah, it's just that's just nuts. That not, that 99 season for Pedro was insanely dominant. Billy, we now get to our high school football preview segment. And uh, we're going to sit down with you and Clay, and y'all are going to break down the Central Lions 2023 football season here for us. All right,
1: Bryce, we're going to get away from baseball and our baseball talk, and we are going to get back into what most people listen to this podcast about, which is football. And we are back to our high school previews, which we are up to the Central Lions. And last year's 8-4 and four team did wonders and got all the way to the second round of the playoffs and ran into a buzzsaw. They lost their head coach this past year, and uh, they've added a new coach, and there's a whole bunch of storylines in this offseason. With that, I'm going to bring in Central um, alum, a boss of mine with Hometown Sports Media and a podcast sponsor of The Morning Five, and I'm
2: going to bring in Clay Harden. Clay, how you doing, buddy? Do I need to be like, like... Good morning. West Georgia like we uh, <laughs> are gonna need to be like you and like a
1: morning PR radio. Good morning, everyone. You what can you be prefer? however you want to be.
2: Like just be be you. <laughs> I could go either way. Yeah. All right, so Look it's kinda early. I, I still got I V holes in my arms. I got drink into you. i I'm good together. You, you can't you can't carry me. You can't carry me out.
1: Alright, good. So eight and 14 last year they looked really good um we were able to, to follow them Bryce was able to follow them a little bit into the playoffs last year um they got a new coach and so as an alum of central what did you think of bringing in umber brown
2: uh, i don't know him personally uh, i know what he's done at like paulton county uh he seems to be a high energy guy which is you know something that that in my opinion, is always good as a, for a football coach. You know, back in the day when you could grab a kid by the face mask and, you know, shove him on the ground and, and mamas and daddies didn't cry about it and, you know, threaten to sue. Uh, you know, a low-key coach could, could get by, you know, get the kid's attention. But now you got to be high-energy and, and play loud music and be young and hip and know how to talk to them. And, you know, it's just that's just how young kids are now. I think he fits that feel. Um, he's from Central, played at Central, so everybody in the community knows him. Um he may be a good fit. You know, I, I did like um uh I just drew a blank What's Darius? Darius Smiley. <laughs> Smiley. Coach Smiley, I did you know, he coached my kid and I did like him a lot and but he, he landed on his feet, didn't he? Uh, taking over a defending state champion returning a ton of starters, so I think he'll be all right too in the long run.
1: Yeah, he did. So he's taking over at a different school uh it but Let's talk about this this year's central team. And you know, we we've heard a lot coming into this offseason. Um, you know, they've got a, a phenom from what we've heard at quarterback coming up, but we've also got a couple of years starter at Devin Powell. So there's a quarterback, you know, battle, Hang which on. is not,
2: not only not only two year starter, all region quarterback last year. Yes.
1: Yes, and he was phenomenal. Um, so you've got Devin Powell, that two-year starter, and then you're bringing up J.R. Harris, which has been really, really impressive just watching him play in in the middle school ranks. So how is this going to translate to Friday Night Lights?
2: Well, the good thing about this situation, and it's going to be a quarterback situation, uh, the good thing is you, you take, Say Jr. does win the starting quarterback job. Well, you got an awesome athlete in Devin Powell. What do you do with him? You put him at receiver or cornerback or you know somewhere else. And you know at the same time, you you know you have a solid backup should something happen to Jr. If they go that route, and it may be where Devin wins the starting job and Jr. you know plays in some mop-up duty behind him, and to get ready for next year. But I fully anticipate. J.R. Harris been the start quarterback, and Devin Powell contributing somewhere else, either receiver or defensive back or you know somewhere else. He's too good an athlete not to play, but you know he'll have to find somewhere else to play, in my opinion. Well, one of the freshman
1: phenoms from last year was Jonas Walton, who has already started to pick up multiple, uh, you know, D one offers.
2: But Georgia, from- Alabama, texas is none of you. Yeah,
1: but let's from what I've heard and from what we've been able to hear from, you know, our group at hometown was there may be a running back battle going in there too. From Cam Bolton may be able to battle
2: for Jonas Walton for the, for the RB one spot too. Cam Bolton's a junior. Uh, he missed his entire sophomore year with an injury. Uh, but you got to remember he had over a thousand yards rushing as a freshman right now he's back. He's healthy. And so you may have a two headed monster in that backfield. Um, and I don't, I don't see that as a, as a problem either. Like who, who has who would mind having that issue? No,
1: not at all. And, and you know, I think that's what that's kind of what Bowden wanted last year when uh, they had T.J. Harvison and they were going to have T.J. and Luke Windham. But uh, you know, unfortunately, Luke Windham got injured, and that, that's just an unfortunate scenario there. But having having a two headed monster at running back, somebody to keep fresh to be able to run in and, and you can trust, you know, on that side, obviously you're going to trust Jonas who had a monster freshman year, but Cam Bolton had a monster freshman year too. That was two years ago. So you, from everything right. that we've heard about Cam and, in, and, in, in his, in the early spring and summer workouts is it's, Cam's looking really good and really healthy.
2: Yes. And he, he is, uh, he will throw another. um, Another dimension that, that defenses will have to get ready for. Uh, you you can't just zero in on Walton because now we're going to run Bolt out there who who does you know it's a totally different style but gets the same thing done. You know at the end of the day gets the job done. So how are you going to prepare for those two guys? Um, and there's a lot of moving parts too uh, in in this offense. They're, they're keeping the spread um, even though they brought in a new offensive coordinator. Uh, Trent Thompson, he he came from uh, Paulding County with Umbro Brown, um, but he's still going to run the spread, which will highlight those running backs. Uh, it'll it'll get you know open up the field so you can you can really zero in on that running game. And so this Central will be a strong running team this year. This is this is going to be their bread and butter.
1: Let me ask you, a former offensive lineman, about those two lines that you love to talk about—the offensive defensive line for Central. Let's let's first talk about the offensive side. They did lose a senior. I think if I'm if i remember correctly, at least one senior on the offensive line last year. What are they looking to bring back this year?
2: Well, up front, they're going. We got two seniors uh, coming back from last year: uh, Andres Garcia and uh, Spencer Barr, um, and they'll be looking to fill in that that line. Uh, jobs on that line cam nolan ben smith uh, ben hobbs or other names that you'll be hearing on that that line Um, the line is is uh, i don't want to say secondary in this kind of offense the the b-backs are just as important and so are the tight ends the b-backs and tight ends are just as important as the line in this offense as far you know to open up those holes for that running game right
1: how about the defensive side
2: uh, they brought in a new defensive coordinator. He came from uh, Washington Wilkes. He was at Fallon County, he's been an Alexander named Kelly Watts. Um, they're gonna change from a three four to a three three. Okay. And they got three year starter. Ty Brewer coming in back for a senior year, and he'll be the, the, the key piece of that defense at middle linebacker.
1: And obviously I'm home uh, with Nate Yeah. let's not
2: forget about Nate Horsley.
1: Yeah, Nate the Hammer Horsley, we we can't forget about him. Um, you know, that those those two guys are scary pieces and you know we've been watching nate and obviously we we have a relationship with with his dad nathan but we've been watching nate since he was a kid like pop warner you know what i mean so
2: yeah i've been knowing him wow
1: (laughs) seeing him grow up and grow into the linebacker that he has become has been a an, an absolute pleasure honestly
2: well, I knew, and I—you can ask anybody that knows. You've been around me too a long time since Nate was a little kid. I've told y'all since he was like in the fifth grade. He may be the smartest football player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like his football IQ is off the charts. I got a chance to—I
1: got a chance to call a game with him last year, and just him talking—talking talking the game as our as my color analyst—that was a blast. And he knows, and you know, I've—I'm a lot older than him. <laughs> and he knows more. He's probably forgotten more football than I, I know. And that's that's saying something.
2: Well, we have what's called jobs. And <laughs> all he does is, is eat, sleeps, and breathe football. So that's yeah. his job. That's what he does. But I can remember his, uh, when he was maybe 12, 11, or 12, and he would sit in the booth with me calling a game, and he would lean over my shoulder and pull my headset off where he could, where he could whisper in my ear. Tell me what they're about to run, what the offense is about to run. He would call the play. He knew it that well. Like, this is what's coming.
1: Yeah, he's, he's very, very talented. And to have that kind of football mind at linebacker, you have to feel good if if you're the new D.C. And, honestly, Umbra. Because to have that kind of captain, you know, that kind of mind out there is, is going to be huge for Central. You know, they went 8-4 and four last year, had a couple slip-ups in the regular season. Um, there were 7-3 and three this year, they have much of the same schedule. Um, they're going to start off the year at Redan and then hosting Bowden and then Hampton right after that. And Hampton was the game that they slipped up at last year that Bryce was at that. I think Vikari Swain had that insane acrobatic touchdown to where I think he superbanded out uh, to catch it. Um, then, then they'll go on the road to McIntosh and on the road again to Northgate and then they have an open week and then they begin region play with Cedartown. In my mind, that is the region championship. I don't think that I think Central is is talented enough play that Cedartown that Town game on September 29th is the region championship because I think Central can beat the other the other four teams uh, on the schedule um, beyond Cedartown in their sleep.
2: Well, the only bad thing about this region is the the road trips to the, all the Whitfields. Uh, you know, they're they're not thirty minute road trips; they're long road trips. Right. But looking at the schedule, I do feel like nine and one's a possibility. Um, and that's more, not
1: you being a homer or a you know a That's just you being a football. Just be
2: looking at the schedule, uh, I, and I'll call it like it is. But I feel like nine and one is doable. Now I, I fully expect them to be more like eight and two. And number two in the region, I don't think they're beating Cedar Town, but you know that's why they play the game on the field, and we don't we don't we don't play it right here on our headset. talking, you know, two months out, what's going to happen? We don't know. Finally, play the game. Right.
1: But nine and two, or nine and one, and then ten, or eight and two, I still think is a very very successful season for the Central Lions, especially you know, I think what Darius Smiley has built in this program and and in the Central Lions program that was built originally you know with Nathan Horsley building that middle school program up and then being able to bring all that talent in every single year you know Darius was able to benefit of it with it last year up to an eight four and second round p- matchup I hope and pray because I'm a central alum too man so I hope and pray that Central is able to get out there and 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 get past the second round this year and
2: get even further yeah I'd love to say a date Ryan. Um, but, but here's some things. If you're a Central fan, here's some some names that you may not have heard last year that that may – you're going to hear their names on Friday night and go, where did this kid come from? Um, one of them's a transfer named Marshawn Horton. Um, and then they had another transfer uh, place defense, uh, Kenneth Campbell. You'll be hearing those two names a lot. And then some of the younger guys, uh, of course, J.R. Harris, he's a dual-threat quarterback. You'll probably hear his name a lot. Uh, and then uh, – Freshman Jake Ivester. If you listen to any of the middle school games last year, he was a super stud on defense. He yeah. played uh, uh, receiver on offense. Um, look for him to be uh, getting some playing time this year um, on the varsity level. He's he's good enough where where you may where you may hear his name some on Friday nights. All right,
1: Clay, that's that's it for our central preview. And I, I can't thank you enough for joining Bryce
2: and I on on the pod this morning, you. Well, thank you for waking me up at 5.30 in the morning. I really <laughs> appreciate it. You know, anytime other than, like, try not to bother me, except any day that don't end in a while, you can call and bother me. That, that, that's a, morning. that sounds fair.
1: Obviously, uh, he's he's helping us out with Central. Next week, we're going to be hitting Harrelson County, and then Heard County is the week after that. But that's it for our Central preview, and then we'll head to the Marine South scoreboard.
0: Well, I'm excited, man. They, they are coming back with – a ton of talent that Central Lions team is absolutely stacked with talent um, and and that Lions team last year was a was a team that you know that we were a little critical of. I, I, I think we both felt like they underperformed just a little bit.
1: yeah, I think a little bit probably, but I mean especially versus um, what was it Hampton yeah, the game that you got to watch that um, and I, I mentioned this in the interview but where Piarii Swain had that um,
0: that's just that insane catch.
1: like superman catch because he was he was literally like bur- like he was horizontal yeah absolutely
0: yeah yeah it was so, yeah it, it was it was the best i'm trying to run down all the catches i saw last year i think it's the best catch i saw all year and it was in week like three or four or something it was it was pretty early uh yeah vicari was a special dude man vicari was a very special dude uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they, they what they roll out this year with a, with a new head coach, possibly a new quarterback. Um, but I know there's a quarterback controversy out there in Central, but it's not hard to turn around and hand the ball off to uh, to Bolton and um, oh crap, what's Jonas that? Walton? Jonas Walton. It's not that hard to do that. Um, I can do that. And if they do that, they're going to win a lot of football games this year.
1: Yeah, they're bringing back a lot They're on. The uh, offensive line and defensive line, and and that defense, they're moving to as play mentioned a three three, um, a three three five, which is going to be interesting. So
0: that's a smart um, move, especially the offenses that a lot of teams run now. That three three five is a smart move.
1: Yeah, and when you when you've got uh, you know a really good linebacking core like Central does, <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be nasty. So yeah let's get to the marine south scoreboard shall we uh marine south scoreboard uh last night marlins beat the red sox two nothing brewers beat the mets three to two way to go brewers and then the phillies beat the cubs three to one and that's your marine south scoreboard from last night on your smith Four coverings games and events calendar from um or for this weekend tonight friday Braves at 720, Nationals at Phillies at 6.05, and Giants at Mets at 7.10. On Saturday, Marlins at Braves, Nats at Phillies, Giants at Mets. And then Sunday, the same. Marlins at Braves, Giants at Phillies, or Nats at Phillies, and then Giants at Mets. Uh, And Sunday, we also get Atlanta United versus the Philadelphia Union at 4. Is that a home game, Bryce? Yep, that's a home
0: game. It's in the Benz.
1: Okay. Good, good, good. So that is your uh, Smith Sport covering this games and events calendar for this weekend,
0: Billy. Let's hit up the incredible pulp soft earned dollars segment. Uh, didn't we? Didn't do great last week, man. We, um,
1: we went, uh, no, I sucked major. You know what? Yeah, last week
0: we it was uh, terrible. Uh, zero for 5. 0 for five last, or excuse me, one for five. Um, we went one for five last week and netted uh, we lost seventeen dollars you know, overall. Lost uh, one for five, lost seventeen dollars. Not great, um, not great. I had Braves money line first five, which was going to hit until Joey Votto was a, a little bit of a jerk. Uh, <laughs> sent the Reds ahead in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, the only one we did hit last week was Brendan Allen beating Bruno Silva uh, in a UFC match on Saturday night at a minus one eighty eight. But outside of that, man, we uh we did we did not good. I, I had I had Ryan Blaney as a top ten finisher in the race. I flipped it on. I, I got into the race a little late. I flipped it on, and the first thing I see is Ryan Blayton's car go into the wall and just get destroyed. <laughs> uh, so yeah. we're, we're going to try to bounce back this week. We're trying to bounce back a little bit. Um, give me the Blue Jays at a minus one and a half versus the Red Sox tonight. That is a plus 136 bet. The Red Sox are terrible. Um, so give me uh, give me the Blue Jays beating the Red Sox. I mean, the Blue Jays are not that much better than the Red Sox. I think they're... Four or five games ahead of them. Um, but the Red Sox are the Red Sox are awful this year. So give me the Red Sox. I mean give me the Blue Jays as a run and a half favorite tonight. Uh, on Sunday, give me Valtteri Botas finishing better than Guan Yu Zhou at the Austrian GP. That is a minus 385 in their Alfa Romeo cars. And then Atlanta United versus Philly, give me both teams to score as a yes. That is a minus 174. Bad. so those are my incredible soft earned dollar locks of the week
1: you know what i find interesting Chris? i've looked through this thing this morning and i cannot find it
0: but i cannot find the braves it is not on there uh okay so i'm gonna yep. go crazy nope i thought the exact same thing billy i looked for like 15 minutes on a bunch of different sports books um the braves game is not on there because they i guess they haven't announced the starter yet for tonight
1: all right so let's go with this and and again you're awesome for writing this down for me, so I feel not forget. Uh, give me the Yankees minus one and a half tonight versus the Cardinals. They are in St. Louis. The Cardinals are—you want to talk about terrible? Uh, they're all Cardinals are terrible. Yeah, they're all uh, minus one and a half. That's a plus one fifty.
0: Oh, wow! That's a that's great value. Love yeah. That. Wow.
1: Um, give me uh, Dodgers minus one and a half versus the Kansas City Royals tonight. That is a minus one thirty-two. All right. And then golf this weekend at the Rocket uh, Mortgage Classic. Give me any two of Fowler, Morikawa, and Kim to finish in the top 10. And that's a plus 180.
0: Finish in the top 10? Yes. Including ties. That's a plus 180? Yep. Love Love it. I like that. Fowler's been playing really well. Yeah, he has. He's yeah. been playing really well. Yeah, he's been playing very, very well. All right, we got it. We got those. Uh, we got those locked in, Billy. We are locked and loaded. Hopefully, we have a uh, better betting weekend than we had last weekend. Last weekend was a, a little yeah. poo-poo. Last weekend was terrible. Yeah, not good. You ready for another cup of coffee, man? Brother,
1: don't I? <laughs> don't I need?
0: <laughs> Let's hit it up. Another cup. Of, another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong, Robert Coolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, James Harden opts into the 76ers uh, player option that he has, and the 76ers are trying to explore a trade for James Harden. Billy, is James Harden a good fit uh, in Atlanta? Luck.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: I don't Yeah, I don't know where he fits, to be honest with you. Um, I'm sure there.
1: The wasn't he in the same trade as um, Steph? Steph? Yeah I don't think so uh, I saw something about It was either the 11 I think it was the 11 um, draft Or the 9 draft There was a, a A Graphic on social media that I saw And it was I saw him in there But I couldn't remember which Which one it was So it may have been the 09 draft
0: Oh you mean Oh 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 the same draft as, as, uh, uh, as Yeah as, When you, you said trade And I was like I was trying to rattle my brain. I was like, "What? No. When the hell was know. Steph traded?" I was like, "Did I miss that?" Oh. Um, I yes, I th- I think they were in the same class. I, I think they were both in the 09 class. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think they were both in the 09 class. Um, yeah. Good luck to the seventy six or the uh, seventy trying to find a, a trade partner for that. I don't. I want no part of James Harden. I, I'm
1: I'm not gonna say good luck to 76ers because screw them.
0: Well, that was more of a facetious good luck. I didn't mean it. Um, uh, Harrison Barnes is staying with the Kings on a three-year, fifty-four million-dollar extension. I was kind of hoping he was going to go to free agency, uh, and the Hawks would have been able—we uh, no, wouldn't have been able to offer him a fifty-four million-dollar contract. But Harrison Barnes is a, is a really good player, and I would—I would have I liked to have him in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no freaking doubt.
0: The Texas Rangers lead the way in the MLB with four starters in next month's All-Star Game, one ahead of our Atlanta Braves
1: as they should i mean texas has had a really good season this year um you know for being as crappy as they have been for several years now it's it when they're having as hot a season as they are right now you should vote your your people in and i think texas fans did, did what they were supposed to just the same as atlanta i mean the fact that atlanta had like the majority of their starters in the top two going all the way into the second round. Yeah. is impressive. Yep. It's really impressive.
0: Uh, and the Rangers right now, 49 and 32 overall with a plus 157 run differential. It's the best run differential in baseball at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah NFL, really... NFL suspends four players for gambling violations.
1: Dumb. 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 Just, I'm done with this. I'm done with the them suspending him for gambling. I'm so done. Uh,
0: Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Berry, Demetrius Taylor, and Nicholas Petit Ferrer all suspended. Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Berry, and Demetrius Taylor were suspended indefinitely through at least the 2023 season. Uh, And Nicholas Petit Ferrer was suspended for six games for betting on other sports in the workplace.
1: And Nicholas Petit Ferrer is an Ohio State
0: alum that is a is a rookie, isn't he? Uh, I think this is his second year. Oh, is it? Mm, yeah, I think so. Oh. I think it's I think it's Petit Ferrer's second one, second second year. Um, okay. Yeah. So the the NFL gambling suspensions in twenty twenty three, uh, the the four we mentioned also Stanley Bar- uh, Barry Hill, Quintez Cephas, C J Moore, Shaka Tony, and Jameson Williams all have. Uh, at some point, incurred a suspension in the 2023 season. I, you know, I understand they can't have them betting on football. Like, I completely understand that. Can't bet on the NFL. I, I would maybe even not have them bet on college football. I understand that. Completely understand that. But if Nicholas Petit ferrer wants to put a bet on the Atlanta Braves to win a game, like, why not let That's him? All... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, if they want to bet on basketball, uh, let them. You know. Uh, So, I don't know. There's a lot of muddy waters coming up that they're going to have to see through and, I don't know, figure all that out. It's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. Seems dumb when it's not. Dumb, 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 dumb. Betting on the NFL, yeah. Uh, Billy, and today in 2019, the Brooklyn Nets load up on elite NBA talent on the first day of free agency, signing Kevin Durant from Golden State, Kyrie Irving from Boston, and DeAndre Jordan from the New York Knicks, and that really propelled them into that massive uh franchise they had that won just multiple back-to-back-to-back championships right
1: yep yep sure we'll go with that
0: that's the best part about that old trade is they didn't win anything they won nothing you get nothing good day sir (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they didn't win anything they won nothing bill you got anything else to add before we get into a holiday weekend
1: no, just stay safe out there. The heat is going to be ridiculous all weekend long. Um, just, just stay safe. Um, Bryce and I will. I think we're. Are we here on Monday, and just not here on Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We'll be here Monday, just not on Tuesday. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah. So Bryce and I will be here Monday, just not Tuesday, and then uh, we will
0: just have our week like normal. Yeah. Listen, Billy's right. Keep me hot out there, guys. Stay properly lubricated, okay? Make sure, make sure you have a beverage in hand at all points in time, uh, and enjoy this long holiday weekend. Um, you know, it's a uh, scream freedom a couple times, shoot off a bunch of fireworks, and uh, you know, don't do anything that I would. That's the main. That's the main thing you got to remember. But for, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for Billy Lindell, I am Bryce Sparling and we'll see you same place, same time on Monday. Shake your neighbor, just shake him. Strike the neighbor.